Back in 1970, when I was teaching English and speech arts at Wheeling High School in suburban Chicago. Not by chance, I happened upon the mind-expanding power that is within each of us, that which can be easily accessed through hypnosis. Everything began with an enrichment class on self-hypnosis at Wheeling High School. Just 22 years old, I had never had any experience in the field of hypnosis, but I had an innate interest about expanding my mind into this new arena. The same year, I elected to take a course in spiritual development through an organization called Spiritual Frontiers in Evanston, Illinois, my hometown. With this course, I began to tune into my intuition and my inner knowing. Spiritual Frontiers was led by a Methodist minister, so I was comfortable I was within the conservative limits of respectable research and, quote, acceptable intellectual curiosity. Little did I recognize the serendipity in this choice of classes the same year and how the two inevitably would be so intertwined, forming my personal and vocational foundation over 20 years later. What struck me then so clearly was the question, why didn't everyone know about hypnosis and the absolutely remarkable things it allowed one to accomplish single-handedly? I recognized how it could be applied to a multitude of issues and problems, producing genuine, life-enhancing, changing benefits. The teacher at the heart of me could not overlook this need to inform, this opportunity to be of service to others. Thus, I set out upon my first mission to inform everyone, everyone I could reach, of my wonderful discovery, one person at a time. In fact, I told everyone I could, including family, friends, fellow teachers, even strangers. Unfortunately, and to my amazement, no one seemed interested in listening to me. As I was to understand later, I was ahead of my time, and my audience wasn't ready to receive and embrace my discoveries. People instead refused to believe what I had said, and even worse, looked at me as an oddball, weirdo, flaky, or as they would say in the 70s, a space cadet. It didn't matter that I was a respected, successful teacher, director of speech activities. What I had to say just was not acceptable for that time. It was a difficult lesson to learn. I went against the current. I challenged people's perceptions of reality, and they were not willing to budge. One of my life lessons has obviously been to believe and trust myself, regardless of what anyone else thought. I knew what I knew, even if no one else would validate me. So I learned patience. I carried on as if my time would come one day. Meanwhile, for starters, I practiced my self-hypnosis for sleep deprivation and jet lag, improved my tennis game from advanced beginner to the high advanced, expanded my creative ideas for teaching, expanded my creativity into my sex life, and further developed my intuition that guided me along my life path, being of service to others. What I had in mind for hypnosis, however, was a contribution to our society's larger issues, like general physical and mental health care, education, geriatric care, drug and alcohol addiction, and even world peace. After all, if we could each improve the state of our subconscious minds, then perhaps we could change the planet's state of consciousness as well. What couldn't we do if we just put our minds with the highest of intentions to it? Looking back on my past, it's as if my life also was carefully orchestrated for the purpose of being able to speak to you now. I learned so much about teaching and communicating from my years as a high school English and speech teacher forensics, individualized speech events coach, director of speech activities, fourth grade Sunday school teacher, corporate sales trainer, consultant for speech and image, makeup artist, retailer, columnist, 
author, recording artist, and hypno-counselor. Even beginning my master's degree at Northwestern University in oral interpretation, although short-lived due to a move out of state, contributed to my training and confidence in using the spoken word. Can you just imagine, though, the abuse I took from others regarding my wide variety of occupations? I didn't fit into the conventional mold of choosing one area of expertise and staying with it, so I was criticized for jumping around from one thing to another. Yet I knew in the grander scheme of things, everything pulled together under the heading Self-Improvement and Self-Actualization. I worked with Fortune 500 companies as well as church groups. I coached CEOs, and I coached nursery school teachers. I marketed my speaking services for significant dollars, while at the same time I would spend over an hour helping a woman choose a lipstick that only cost $7. I've worked with men and women of every creed and color from many different...